what's up everybody um we've been trying to mention over the past few weeks about how there's an underground city of octopi who have been building what seems to be a nuclear occupied city uh as humans we try to think that we are the smartest but it seems that actually octopi discovered nuclei capable uh, facilities before us, uh, engineering a path towards um, what would normally be utter destruction for us, but actually for them it seems to be an limitless set of undersea power. Quite interesting. Uh, we tried to study their subset of tools, but it seems that um, they might possibly be more advanced than us. After this, after a few words from our skids and we will mention how those octopuses were able to do it. Crazy. Right? Let's start the show, folks. <laughs> man oh. <laughs> i did not know octopuses are taking over the oh, world you do now did you look brought to you by the one and only welfare thank you for our guest spot buddy uh we love you <laughs> <laughs> he's got some good sponsors <laughs> <laughs> he's been trying to tell us for a while and um He'll get it out. He'll get it out. <laughs> He'll get it out. Spread the good word. I'm really cheering for him. <laughs> but I need more on that octopi. What is going on? We got to get the scoop. Do I need to start being friends with them? Do I need to, like, you know, give them a Snickers every now and then if they go crazy? Like, True story. I watched um, this documentary on Netflix about this guy that befriended an octopus. It was... I think I've heard about that. Wildly fascinating. This guy just got burnt out from, he's like a pretty, uh, like, like a Nat Geo mm -hmm. filmer, right? This mm -hmm. dude's like doing pretty intense stuff, traveling the world. He's got burnt out and uh, he went back to his roots and where he was from, I think was like the, somewhere in Africa, maybe like South Africa. And um, he was raised on the shore, super cold water. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm just going to go back to my childhood. Like, that's what he knew was like just hanging out in like this super rough swell. And it's like 45, 50 degree water. I mean, super cold water, right? Maybe not that cold, but really cold water. And every day, I think for the better part of a year and a half, he went back and visited the same spot and formed like a relationship with an octopus. Watch this octopus over its whole lifespan. Wow. Can you imagine? That's a commitment. To, yeah, like to, the octopus became like its bro. He yeah. was like, yo. What's up, buddy? That's cool. He's like, hey, man, big storm coming. Probably want to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good here at my shelter. You're swimming around, though. You're I'm in the here. water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. You're not. Right? I'll see you next week. <laughs> Bring the nuclear reactor back. <laughs> this, that's how it's happening. Yeah. This guy is causing it, the whole thing. <laughs> It's an inside job. <laughs> they know something we don't. 
Nat Geo is the real, they have the, all the answers, actually. Oh, right back to that depressing documentary we talked about last week. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like so long ago. What What do we, <laughs> what was it? That was, I just want to comment on your tip-top shape, Dylan. You look <laughs> like, what you been doing lately, man? You did, man you, you're doing something different? A lot of partying. Right. <laughs> lot of uh you know doing that everything Miller you shouldn't do it treating you <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun weekend oh man i uh someone asked me uh, how last night went today i was like you know those lasers at that club <laughs> <laughs> finally pulling them out finally where they been baby them. where they been you they know were, like bouncing off the dj booth too that was wicked they had l- mirrors set up next to the booth so the lasers could bounce off the mirrors see how do we get the guy that set that up to come here and i feel like the dj was playing some pretty good music it was you know you don't ever really notice it when the dj is doing good do you really no i'm just saying in general like if a dj is like doing good you're like having a great time you don't know you don't really notice it yeah but now if the dj shit it's a bad time (laughs) you notice it usually definitely notice it at weddings and you're oh, like, God bless. If I have to listen to one more Cupid shuffle at a fucking wedding. <laughs> Every time. Every time. It's like, come on. That's how desperate you're getting. We've, we've moved past it. Like, give me the, the, the we, what's the country wagon wheel shit? Where's the soldier boy? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me the classics. Have you, seen, um, have you seen any of those interviews that uh, Vlad, do you remember that prank dude, Vlad, uh, he just has a, a channel called Vlad TV. I had no. Dude, he would no do clue. some intense ones, like all in the hood pranks. So white dude, jacked up white dude, him and his jacked up buddies. Mm. Like swole, not, I mean, you get the idea. They would do stuff like have a bike not chained down or something just in a park and see who would steal it, but they would have, like, a rope I've or seen fishing those. line. Okay, yeah, I've and seen And so those. as they get going, they would just, like, snap the handlebars off. They're, like, they're trying to run away really quickly. They're like, hey, that's my bike, and they're going full steam, and they just, wham. <laughs> so this dude caught, like, a lot of clout, and now he's interviewing, like, all these rappers, like, like big-time rappers, everyone from, like, Logic, Soldier Boy, to, um, is it Soldier I don't know. A little honky there? Soldier. Soldier. To like Soldier boy. rappers I've never heard of. Like look up and they got like 30,000 listens on Spotify. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, I guess on world star hip hop, you know, the, if you go viral in there, maybe it's not catching on yet. Yeah. I, uh, I unfollowed world star because it's not like what it used to be. It's like just tons of. Oh, really? Rapping, promote, rapper promoting. I used to only just go on it. If I'm being really candid, me and my buddies used to watch the fight comps. I just want fights. Just give me the fights. Did you watch the fight comps? Yeah. Oh, I God. Want fights. Now I get it. We're just total degenerates. I want man. the backyard Kimbo slice fights. Where are those? Oh, the that? good stuff. Yeah, but sometimes you'd watch stuff like people getting curb stomped, and you're like, ooh, my well, brain is a little too gentle for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little much for I me. I was like, next. <laughs> give me the- <laughs> More. No, no, it explains that. a lot. No, I get it now. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the deeper parts come out. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it, man. We we were watching pretty messed up stuff. Shout out to AJ um, for a night when we were just like, everyone's going out, pre-gaming in the dorm. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know what? 
No. Just went down the store, got a nice 18-pack, sat down and watched the worst the internet had to offer. I know. So that's the last time. I can't watch scary movies after that. I literally cannot. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, that really terrible website that has just like all the. I want to say the website. But I, I don't even. I don't even want to like. No, oh, no it's just I not don't even want direct. No, it's not healthy. It's really not healthy. Yeah. Once that stuff's in your head, man, you can't can't get it out. It's just you can't unsee things for sure. I definitely know from that though. The cartel are some crazy people. No kidding. Oh man, do not there are on. real real things going on out there. Do not get on their bad side. <laughs> what do you think about the Mexican government looking to legalize? I think they already legalized weed. I think they're pushing to legalize everything. It probably would help. Well, well like Oregon of, legalized everything. No, they decriminalized everything. They decriminalized it. But I mean, that's in the direction. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, who are we kidding? Like, I, I really think that that's the right move to make. When it when the problem's gotten that but this bad? Yeah, because it's, it's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> like, to congratulate the drugs for winning the war on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Where's the fucking button? Where's the fucking button? God damn it. <laughs> Y'all did good. Y'all did good out there. Oh, shit, right? Dude, it was so wild when I was backpacking through Europe. I, I think it's Budapest is right next to... Um, what is it right next to? I mean, come on. Your girlfriend's from Bulgaria. You should know this. I do not. <laughs> we could look it up, but whatever. From one country to the next, Budapest treats drugs like Oregon does. Right, they're not legal, but they're mm-hmm. decriminalized. So if you get caught, um, they treat heroin the same as weed. It's a ticket, but you have to do like mandatory rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, next country over, like literally the next country I went, they treat weed like heroin, but you get real ass sentences. There's people. I think there's a country over there that if you get caught with it, they just hang you. They're like, oh, I'm sure that yeah. I mean, those countries like you, you got countries where women still can't drive you yeah. know like what the fuck's going on there um but yeah it's just like at a certain point you got to be honest with yourself all the money it's like who's lobbying for that shit the mexican cartels are actually lobbying so that drugs stay illegal so that it helps their business oh yeah it's gonna screw up their business real bad i mean like who would have thought you would have seen fucking cartels lobbying to keep they, drugs illegal. they were lobbying uh, I believe to make keep it illegal here in the U.S. because that hurts their business. Mm. As soon as it becomes illegal here, that's going to destroy it. I don't know if it'll destroy it, but it's definitely going to hurt it. Yeah, but I mean, it's like the whole idea behind a cartel. Did you ever watch that thing about uh, who's the big time guy, the the, the coke dealer, uh, Pablo Escobar? Right, the the series they did on him. Yeah, he he only got no drugs because that's where the most money he could make. Like. I'm not going to say Huge. the easiest, right? But, like, yeah, I mean, that, that's just where his path went. He's like, okay. You know, he, like, started out with, like, hustling cars, I think it was. Mm. And then he just, like, somehow found it, and he, like, found Coke. And he's like, oh. Oh, yeah, I can just grease these wheels and make money. Perfect. And never touch it. I don't think he ever really did. I, did he? I don't know. What, do the drugs? Did Pablo? I don't he think called he called little girls his vitamins. Like, they would have orgies with 14-year-olds. And, like, what do you think any rational person's doing that shit oh he's coked out of his mind <laughs> he's on bender I after apolo- bender apologize folks 
not someone you want to look up to. But but the society does do that. They glorify people, right? They're yeah. like, oh no, he was like, man, what a life. Yeah, what a life. You get shot on a roof. Like <laughs> Yeah, burning all of your money to stay warm with your kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not a good one. Mm-mm. But his uh his top mule um going between U uh Canada uh, sorry, going between Mexico and the US was like an eighty year old dude. Really? Yeah. His top making stacks. Making stacks. Top mm. mule was just it was just this old guy. Did he ever get caught? Yeah, oh yeah, he got caught, but like they caught him like in like being super old, like crossing. So what are they, yeah, like what are they going to do? What are right? they going to do at that point? You yeah, know? <laughs> like just sending them to house arrest. Yeah, because they don't really like typically like really old people when they get caught doing stuff. The, the sentences are a little bit more lenient, aren't they? Yeah, because like it, it's I would think it would be a waste of money at that point to try to keep them locked up because they're so frail. If they get yeah. in the system, get beat up and shit, just more liability. Or, Give them a Ankle bracelet, leave him in his house. Yeah. How about the guy that uh, tried to get arrested so he'd get away from his wife? And they got sent to house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> the judge is like, no, your punishment will be house arrest. I'm going to give you what you're trying to get away yeah, from. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Can you imagine? No. So, like, that, that I don't know. It's when, any, like, you think about the war on drugs. It's like, who is it really helping? Nobody. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's such a double standard, like they did. Um, they, I, I can't stand it when I say things like that. Cause back to the point of like referencing specific cases. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was someone that went into, um, like where our state representatives meet like the house, the Senate, or like some like very official large congregation of state representatives. Mm-hmm. And, um, they did a cocaine swab on all the top of the toilet. Oh <laughs> like God. 80% of them came back positive. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Is that the congressman or the interns? Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like you don't know. College I mean, interns all in there. I didn't think about that, but um, yeah, dude, such a double standard going on. Cokehead McConnell. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. But did he get caught with Cokehead? No, I just know that's a nickname for him. What about the, um, who was the guy that ran, it was like a mayor that we had that like, he ran for some kind of office that uh, he openly admitted to doing meth or crack. Uh, Is that in Canada? You remember that wild ass yeah, dude? Kind of yeah, fat? yeah. And I, he was like, he was just known for being wild. Kind of looked like Boris. I think it was someone. No, it was someone here in the U.S. I can't remember from where, but yeah, he was running. I'm gonna say in like the upper northeast because there was a video of him. Yeah. It came out, and he was like, "Yeah, that's me." Or the the wiener guy that got caught for sending nudes. Oh man. He was, that guy was a mayor, and uh, his last name was Wiener, and he got caught sending nudes to, like, an underage. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? Living living up to the family name, you know? You know, some some people get some pretty dope last names, like that football game we were watching earlier, and the, the free safety's last name is Savage. Savage. You make it to the NFL and your last name is Savage? What a freak show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and hopefully you are Savage. It's not like how that name, you're just like a, a nerd guy just drinking Mountain Dews all day. Like, oh, oh, right. Well, I mean, even then, you, your gamer tag Savage. And At like, least you better be good. You better be good. You can't, you can't go through life with a last name like that and not be good. Did you ever get really good at a video game 
Any video games? Uh, like I did like NCAA, like college. Yeah. Uh, and then that was really about it. I was, oh, and like ATV Off-Road Fury, those type of oh, things. Oh, bro, I what a flashback. Those. I loved that game. That was like I, PS2 days. Yeah, I yeah. was I was good. I, that was probably the most I ever played was when I had a PS2. Mm, After yeah. that, it's just been like off and on. That was like, like PS2 was the Xbox, the original Xbox came out when the PS2 came out, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also crushed some Kingdom Hearts. You would. Yeah. You would. Yeah. It was awesome. Couldn't ever get into it. And Final Fantasy. I never played Final Fantasy. No, I didn't really get into it. I'll tell you what did consume my life there for a little bit. When I was uh when I helped start up the first Cutco branch in Savannah or district. Um Fruit Ninja. I got in like the top three hundred in the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we play with real life with these star fruits. Oh, right no here. kidding, man. man! That last party play with the swords you have here. Yeah, and slicing I had the to move those into the shed today. I finally cleaned up some of the havoc from the Halloween party today. I was like, I almost got rid of the swords, but I was like, why? What? No, don't get right. rid of the swords. Yeah, no. Everyone kind of looks forward to it now. I don't know how that's for the people that hang out still. 1 a.m., 2 a.m. comes right. around. Like, yeah. Now let's break out the swords. You don't want to break that at 11. No. Not when the shots are just getting going. Everyone's a little sober still. You want to wait till everyone's hitting the tank. Well, yeah. No. Um, to that point, there was something you said that. Um, Why well, you think of that? There was a, when I worked in hotels <clears throat> doing night audit, mm-hmm. we had a very high level general stayed at our hotel and there was secret service all on the floor mm-hmm. up there. And, uh, it was like 2 a.m. I just wanted to go talk with him and uh, went up there and, and chat with him. And he, I was like, what do you do? Because you're just standing out here. Like, what do you do with your time? You read book or anything? And he was like, I'm like number five in the world on Candy Crush. <laughs> you know how much money it takes to get there? He said he just plays. He just plays because he that's all he was up there. He was just sitting there. Yeah. He didn't have anything else going on. What was like at the bar? No, on the floor. Like while the guy was sleeping, right? He just there's three oh, guys. The, on the, the secret floor. service guys. Are yeah, you were talking just, to. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, you were talking sorry. about the general. I was no, like, sorry, the secret that's service. That's where my guy. fucking money's going. <laughs> he was, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, that's how he gets his strategy seals. <laughs> <laughs> no, my sister got me on Candy Crush, and yeah, I saw where that was going pretty quick. I had to nip that one in the bud. Because mm-hmm. you can just see when some money hungry games are just like, no, buy more, buy more, buy your buy your happiness, buy your freedom. When you start wanting to get to the next levels, and they're like, hey, in order to do that, you're gonna have to spend this kind of money. Like, I can't just play to get there. Well, with Fruit Ninja, the weird thing was that I realized at a certain point, it's like anything. Like when you want to get really good, like mm-hmm. Pac Man, the, the, the last level of Pac Man, no one thought they'd ever get there, so they didn't finish the level. So the guy, like back in the day, the guys had to play the whole thing over and over, like in the arcade and like memorize mm-hmm. every single step to get to the end. And if they, it, the level wasn't done, like half the screen wasn't there. So, so it would, it would blank out, wouldn't it? Or it was like, it was like half populated. <laughs> so in order to beat the level, they had to memorize the layout of the level. And the only way to do that was to basically beat the whole game to get to the last level. And then you run into something. Because you can't see it. Yeah. And you die and you have to start all back over. And so then you just get, all right, I go this direction, it works. 
Right. I go this direction. It doesn't but you work. had to beat the whole thing to get to that point. And think the developer didn't even think like no one would ever get there. So it's not like it's a cakewalk to beat the whole thing up to that point. Well, anyway. Why would you make all these levels and get the last one and just be like, you know what? Half it's almost it like an Easter egg in a way. You know, a lot of games have Easter eggs. Like if you get here, I'm going to make it even more tough. Beat this last level with only half the map. <laughs> right. No, so like when I was uh, trying to figure out how to get really good at Fruit Ninja, I, I kind of realized that this is like early Fruit Ninja days before they'd kind of did the same thing Candy Crush does now, right? Like lives and all that shit. Um, you started to see there's an algorithm to it, like when the fruits would come out. And mm-hmm. I looked it up and like people were trying to figure out the algorithm. So I was like piggybacking off of what other people on the internet were talking about. <laughs> And that's what you had to do. You kind of had to memorize when the fruits, like if you saw three come out, you knew from this angle that one would come out this angle. <sighs> yeah, not my proudest days. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the worst one where it was like the farming one? Like, gross. Oh, Farmville? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I fuck with Farmville. Grow my buddy's tom- mom got real into it. Grow some tomatoes. Yeah, chickens, chickens cows, cows. Get a little, a nice little farmhouse, a little fence around it. Yeah, yeah, upgrade stuff. Hey, man, you need more property. Expand. Wasn't Farmville like one of the top? It, I think it is still one of the top grossing games yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, dude, they do a great job. They knew what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I saw um, a thing about Facebook. The guy that Mark Zuckerberg brought on is from the Social Dilemma. You were talking about that. You still need to watch that. Still need to watch that. But they brought on this guy to basically like Mark Zuckerberg is like, okay, we built this massive thing. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to make it money. <laughs> 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 the guy was like in charge of. Um, Turn that off. Uh, rookie move. Rookie move. <laughs> um, so the guy's in charge of figuring out how to monetize Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where all the ads and things came from. But like imagine. Imagine the cut that Facebook's getting from just farm. Like if, if you're hosted on Facebook, because that's the way it was, right? Yeah. You like log in through Facebook and it was like a arcade thing. They're definitely getting a percentage back on yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, let's say they're 20, 30%. They're not doing anything. Farmville is like building out that whole ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I'm actually now I'm kind of genuinely curious what Farmville is grossing a year, but imagine they're grossing like $100 million. We have the technology. And Facebook's just getting $20, $30 million just cake easy, you know? Yeah. Let's see. Farm. Farmville, you know, we can get like a Jamie in here. Yeah, pull that shit up. Well, I mean, we kind of have our own production thing going on now. We don't really need a Jamie. The quarter quarter showed losses, flat revenue, and declining bookings for Zynga, but the company seems to have had some success with the online farming series. With the original game hitting $1 billion through end gaming revenue. Is that total revenue, though? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, that, that's still that's a fucking ton of money. So, <laughs> Zynga itself is losing money, but the game is all, like, carrying them. <laughs> How is Zynga losing money? Like, what assets do they really have, aside from, like, people? Zynga's revenue came in at $311 million with a net loss of 48.6. Oh, wait, hold on. My dumbass. This is like I a guess, two, well, 2013 article. They got to develop the game, so I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. Like, you can't just like... Oh, so it was Zynga that created the game. Yeah, and I think they did 8-Ball, too. No, that was Miniclip. You ever played 8-Ball? Uh, I haven't, but I know you and Luke were playing it like crazy. Oh, <laughs> dude. 
Yeah, Luke and I got bad off on eight ball. Eight ball in that fucking worm game, the little not the snake, but you're like you're like a little worm worming mm-hmm. through the world and you gotta cut off other people and then you what? eat their energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get bigger. Uh so you get bigger and you just like boost in front of another worm and cut them off, and if they hit you, then you <laughs> eat their energy to get bigger. That sounds like life. <laughs> <laughs> People sucking out energy out of other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I love games, but that that was the one thing I, I said when I you know, moved in. I, and I told Batsy, I was like, hey, man, under no circumstance. $306 million revenue in 2019. They're doing just fine. But they said they're operating at a loss. That was the 2013 article. I just read oh. 2019. They're doing just fine. <laughs> $300 million. That's crazy. From games. Yeah. Like shit like Candy Crush. Stuff like that, yeah. But it's like, um, just... Think about the demographic of people that are playing Candy Crush. That's probably not young teens. Those are like suburban housewives, typically. Grandmas, grandpas are sitting around. Yeah. How much else going on? That's where the deep pockets are. Yeah. You think about like Fortnite's raking it in on parents' Don't credit spend cards. spend money but on the grandkids. Yeah. No, money no. on Feel your addiction. Candy Crush. And that, that's a talk about war on drugs, war on Candy Crush, dude. That's a dopamine hit. That's cheap dopamine. Cheap dopamine. <laughs> Well, maybe I don't know how bad some people probably get pretty expensive dopamine with Candy Crush. What, what is it? cheap thrills? <laughs> cheap thrills. Yeah, but that should be the name of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cheap thrill, folks. Please keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure out what's up with Spotify and not um, not putting up our, our latest episodes. Apple's on top of it. Apple's like, hey man, we love you. Get it out there. That's the thing I want to delegate. It's like the distribution of this thing. I'm loving the whole process. Aside from how do you make this little electronic widget communicate with that little it's electronic like the little widget? Things trying to get things to work. Like I was just like, you know what? The nice I was thinking as I'm doing yard work today. I had a thought. I was like, he had a like thought. The the book, the one thing by doing one thing. What's the one thing if you accomplish one thing every day? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what's the one thing you need to get done? It always comes back to one thing. What's by the one thing having it or doing it or being it? Everything else gets easier. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is typically money. If you have more money, you can delegate things like the fucking yard work I was doing today. I could have delegated it, but the point I was having, the point I was making is I wanted a song about mayonnaise. (laughs) So like, this is his thought, folks. Right? I just want a song about mayonnaise. I'm being vulnerable here. Okay, (laughs) just look, just let it happen between you and I. Tell me about this mayonnaise. (laughs) Between you, I, and the rest of the free world. Um, I just wanted to song about mayonnaise. And I was like, I don't have the time to make a song about mayonnaise. I do have the time. I'm just choosing <laughs> not to use my time to make a song about mayonnaise. But, you know, fuck it. I might get on Fiverr and hire me a, a producer to make me a song about mayonnaise. How much does it cost to make a song? You know, 30, 40 bucks. I want, I want to hear the producer's reaction. I want you might get hung up on a couple times. Fine, you will have to do this by yourself. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You uh, want what? <laughs> a little bit of mayo. That's what, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> a little bit of mayonnaise. <laughs> little. All right, folks. This is what I like to call a little bit of mayo. 
Murder. Do you hear so how this, good that sounds to the microphone now? Not that garage band bullshit. Yeah, that was this is way better. Way better. All right. So the song, what would it be? Country, or are you gonna be mm. rap, or are you gonna be EDM, rock? Yeah, initially like a bluegrass vibe comes up, but I want it for when I DJ. I want to be able to mix the song in mm-hmm. to when I'm DJing. Like Old Town Road. No. <laughs> no, it's gonna have a lot of bass. Something that screams like Cheap thrills and hookers. Little bit of mayo. Boom, boom. Like we're onto something. I should just loop that part back. <laughs> Copyrighted. No. <it's- laughs> A little TM on the the end of that song. <laughs> oh man. No, that's the fun part, though. Like, if if you have access to resources, you could just like, hey, I have this idea, um, and I just want to make it come to life. I mean, that's basically what Jeff Bezos is doing. Yeah, Elon Musk. Um, I don't know. Is he trying to catch up to Elon Musk? Or yeah, Elon Musk is way light years ahead of him in the rocket. Oh, in the rocket space, but not like in the net worth space. I think Jeff Bezos is on track to be the trillionaire, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe. I mean, I don't know. You got to think of the the potential for space. I I feel like that's going to bring in a fair amount of revenue. (laughs) I'm I'm not like an economist. Want a moon rock? Have it here to you. Next Thursday. Two day shipping. Two day shipping. <laughs> it just comes dollars. down from the sky. Lands at your front door. Oh, no, dude. Skip the rocket shit. They'll just send the rock right through the atmosphere. Excuse me. I'd like to return this <laughs> rocket. <laughs> well, the rocket there right away, sir. <laughs> Do you think drone delivery will be a thing? It's already a thing. Like, they've tested it out. And yeah, but like by popular demand. No, because it can be easily. Well,. I think they may, some places are making it like a federal offense to like shoot them down. Well, I think cities are more worried about the congestion that drones would like make. If you just have drones delivering shit all the time or uh, transporting people, it would just cause like the sky wouldn't be a thing anymore. I don't know if I would want to hear just like every now and then like a drone sounds like a mosquito flying by. Yeah, I mean, think if you live in a city and, like, the, the amount of noise pollution that would create. But at the same time, cars are pretty fucking loud, too. We don't need any more. <laughs> right. Adding to the mess. Well, that's what Elon's point was about, like, making transportation three-dimensional to, and doing the boring company. Going underground. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not going to be disturbing anybody. You can go as fast as you want down there. Mm. Oh, if you're in the capsule thing. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. If you're driving a car, having a wreck in a tunnel, not ideal. I robot. Remember that, that scene where he was driving, and then the whole like the two oh, all the robots yeah, came yeah. on. He's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. going like 300 miles an hour. Shout out to Will Smith. <laughs> That's got to be one of my favorite actors, man. Right up there with Jim Carrey. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Awesome. Okay. <clears throat> what? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard you. Did you? <laughs> I just, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, was that your man crush? For sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. 
<laughs> Who doesn't like that guy? I mean, sure. Saving the world. I think I'm more of a Brad Pitt fellow myself. One movie million dollar at a time. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> good thoughts. Good thoughts. This look, look is messing me up. Yeah, look. Would you like some? Have you ever had escargot? Excuse me. Would you like some? Um, I probably, probably. That, that's a very easy yes or no. You would remember that eating snail. I don't know. <laughs> Are you serious? I might have. I don't know. I've I've eaten a lot of things. Get to the bottom of this. Can't you remember. Try it out. All right. It's actually pretty good. Let's get some. I, I don't know that I feel fucking comfortable making it. We can probably just buy it. Probably can, right? It probably comes in a can like tuna. See, that's the shit. Then when we get a camera, like that would be fun. <laughs> reactions to eating. I don't even. Is that like that? that well, that's a very clickbaity thing. The reaction shit. Yeah. Like, what about just like fucking? Eat? Well, then no one's gonna want to watch it. We need and the then <laughs> My self worth is so tied kick-like. into how many people watch me do things. <laughs> Please like, please like and subscribe. Just like it. You know when Redditors make fun of uh, YouTubers? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm going to give you this tip, but first, go ahead and smash that like button. We're getting to this number one part of the video. We're trying to get to 2,100 million subscribers by the end of the month, and if I get 500,000 likes on this video, you'll never believe what I'm going to do next. Get a whole jar of mayo. <laughs> That's what our listeners are going to get. That's what the giveaway is about. So we didn't get anybody that wanted free shit this week. I didn't get any traction on the free shit. That's where the Facebook group. We got to get the Facebook group going. The Facebook group. I started to make it, and then we got sidetracked with the fucking, the song. Yeah. Not the mayonnaise song, but, you know, just like the good. (laughs) song you randomly. (laughs) It's a good song. Let's plug in the speakers and blare it. It's a good song. I thought that was a great song. Thank you. Here, let me pull it up. Well, now, hold on, because if we're going to introduce music into the podcast, it's got to blare it. I'm just going to say the name of it. Well, what's the name of it? I'm trying to get there. I think it's Want It by, uh, it starts with a K. Comarion. K-O-M-A-R-I-O-N. K-U-M. But it's only good if you have a really good bass. That's what I was saying. I heard it in my car, and I was like, oh, this bitch slaps. <laughs> but I need to hook it up to the tower speakers. Songs definitely sound completely different on your phone, and your car, and through really good 100%, speakers. yeah. And it's a shame that, like, think about how many songs you probably didn't really enjoy because it wasn't listened to the way the producer meant for it to be enjoyed. Is hundred thousand dollar studio yeah like dead mouse have you seen his setup no but i've heard i've heard it's pretty this sick. dude just like he's on twitch live streaming him listening to music and just like discovering artists and you know finding sounds and, and stuff to play with but his shit like he's got like a 10 million dollar studio like just custom he's a total like uh nerd when it comes to all that stuff yeah so um like for his latest tour they built this giant cube for him to be in and like just watching the scale at which this guy thinks everything was custom. Mm. They they built this like massive touch screen thing for his uh his FX people because the the things were so fucking complicated that he wanted to pull off. Like he wanted the visuals to tie into the music that he was creating and like live. Mm-hmm. 
so that certain sounds would trigger certain visuals. So everything had to be programmed because he was like creating things live and wanted just like unique visuals for every show to be played through a fucking cube that he's in. What if that thing glitches and it just puts up some stupid visual? It'll probably sound like dubstep. (laughs) I don't think Uh, you can mess up EDM. It's like trash can music to begin with. It's already bad enough. Right. It's like fucking heavy metal back in the day and all the flack they used to get. So just fucking slamming pots and pans together and just fucking loud noises. No one's going to know if you're going to mess up. Maybe, maybe it's a little <laughs> offbeat. Maybe. But, you know, that's the life. I love it. I really do. Uh, I don't know what it is about that dirty hippie music, but it's got me by the balls. Mm-hmm. Why? Why, I don't did, know. why did it get me? Why did it hook me? And then I why not like, jazz? I got to get more into it. Like Kanye, he was on to something when he said 808s are the devil's music. <laughs> because it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Just that deep bass. Something about it, man. Cheap thrills. Cheap thrills. Cheap thrills are where it's at. Yeah. You know, there's a reason hookers are popular. <laughs> That's why everyone goes to Nebraska. In Tampa. Why- did you Why know that so Las Vegas has a legal brothel? Legal. Only I think that's the, the country. that's the place where the mayor, the the guy that ran that was running for mayor, but he died, but he still won. Really? Post, yeah. He still won as being mayor. Even It was like post winning. Can you imagine being beat by a dead dude? Because I did hear about that. I didn't know where it was at, though. <laughs> it was out there. <laughs> Do you think it was the people making a statement or like they had already cast their ballot and couldn't rescind it? Probably or making didn't a think statement. To resend it. Probably just making a statement. Like Bodie McBoatface. What? <laughs> <laughs> this company allowed the internet to choose the name of a cargo freighter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what came up. Bodie McBoatface was the winner. Did they actually move forward with it? Yeah, yeah. They named the cargo freighter Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Or maybe it was like a cruise liner. What if you get assigned as I think captain? it was a cruise liner because a cargo freighter had to have no interest in PR stunts like that. I think it was a cruise liner. Imagine getting assigned to that boat as a captain. Like, right. You couldn't be more proud. It's better than the fucking the Freedom Vessel or like Tulip Water. I don't know what the fuck they well, named these boats. Well, he went down the ship as he should. What was the name of the ship? Bodie McBoatface. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, naming that shit we all knew was going down <laughs> well mountain dew tried to do one uh i'm just sourcing by the way all these youtube rabbit holes that i've gone down mountain dew tried to do that with the internet choosing the name of a flavor and i think it turned really racist immediately oh, no. <laughs> they're like we gotta shut this down that backfired fast that's what happens when you have a bunch of trolls sitting at home on the internet have nothing better to do. It's like gifting them a present. Like, hey, here's this. Perfect. Have fun. The internet will find... You give people on the internet a chance to fuck something up. That's all hackers want to do. By trade, by virtue of hackers, like, I just want chaos. <laughs> That's it. How could I cause as much chaos? Someone to make money. Sure. Most of them Most just want to fuck shit up. Yeah, 
they don't give a shit about making money. They just want to keep fucking with people, hacking systems, getting like the, the just find a way to break it. The hackers that get into like corporations' websites and chain stuff, those are my favorite. When those come on the news, like that's awesome. <laughs> or the ones that are doing, um, they're holding like police stations hostage for Bitcoin. There, yeah, there was a, a news thing I saw about that. The one police station got hacked twice. They had to literally just unplug everything. Just sh- oh man! I mean, but that that's pretty fucked up because you're really crippling like important infrastructure at that point. Was that in Baltimore? I think that was probably. Baltimore police I department. mean, think about it, Baltimore. They, they're so crooked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the places. Wasn't Baltimore. that like the one of the most corrupt uh, police forces? Yeah, yeah. They had bad. like internal gangs. Like they're mm-hmm. like the Proud Boys, but the police edition. Yeah, they just shit like that's weird. Like you're already a cop. What? Why would you get? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. Why would you get that deep into it? And then you're a cop, and you're supposed to be helping people. I would think your job would just be way harder if you're doing that. Right. Like, I want it, I want my job to be as easy as possible. I don't want it to be even harder. But imagine, imagine you're you're a cop, and what what a cops on average make like 40 45 not, not enough right yeah you bust in on a gang okay like somehow you find yourself in a situation where you're arresting people and there's just untraceable money all in the stash house mm-hmm. your wife hates you your career you're not getting promoted you see where this is going 100 percent taking that money it's pretty hard, you know, like there's some rough off situations or you have someone that has like a gambling issue and yeah. they find themselves in a position of power like that. Yeah. Because they're still humans. It's pretty, pretty tough to uh, not abuse that power. I would, if I was a cop, I would make friends with the gangs and be like, I'll keep the cops away from you. I think that's a CIA's job. <laughs> I think that I think if they find out you're really good at that, they're like, "Hey, they'll start tapping on you." Be like, "Hey, come work for us." Be like, "Hey, we already do this. <laughs> you want to get paid more and do crazier shit?" <laughs> there was a um, a guy, an interview I watched on um, Jones TV, Jack Jack TV or whatever, a YouTuber that I actually respect, and he has on some pretty cool people, and he had on a, a British undercover cop, and he was asking, he was like, "Did you ever?" Like, when would you smoke the the joint or, like, do the line or whatever? And he kind of, he had to, like, break down, like, when, because, I mean, of course, you're going to find yourself in positions, right, where you're going to be compromised if you don't. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff he was saying, like, so his trick for kind of um, getting around that is when people would be breaking out weed, he go, let me, give me that. And he just learned all these really creative ways to make joints. Like you could do a cross and like, you know, a triple spliff and all kinds of like interesting ones to show that like, obviously he's been smoking forever in a minute. And he was like, I had to get really good at rolling joints and like weird ones. So they knew that like, okay, obviously I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is he would uh, front load it with tobacco. Mm-hmm. And so he'd be like, the one that rolls it gets to light it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he was like, yeah, I'd, I'd front load with tobacco, but he's like, you're still getting, you know, some of that high. Yeah. He's like, so he would just like, he had a contact person, like an in-between person between him and the the agency. And he would just call him and be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming in for a debriefing tonight. I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow. See y'all tomorrow. But like, he's like, that's awesome. He's like any undercover that's going to say, 
of course they're going to say like, no, no, I didn't do that. But he's like, you get put in positions where if you don't, it's going to compromise you. And they, they're probably doing that on purpose too. Yeah. Whoever they're with to find out. Are they yeah. Do it? Are they cool I mean, that, that's how you, for sure. Yeah. And it's like, of course, like no one's going to, I don't want to die. I'm right. going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's that line or death, I don't care what your integrity looks like. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about a stressful job, man. Ooh, right? There was a, I'm reading a book right now um, about Charles Manson. And it talks about deep how uh, the CIA was heavily involved with using him as a research person and his group on like how LSD like manipulated manipulated people mm-hmm. and how you could start like cults and stuff with it. You know, back in the Charles, day, was Charles Manson the the serial killer? Yeah, and he had cults. He had a cult following. I think it was, yeah, I think it was Charles Manson. Let me get the book. Hold on. Was that the book that uh, the guy came on Joe Rogan? Yeah, I was talking about. Yeah, Joe Rogan does put out some some hitters. Chaos. Is what it's called by Tom O'Neill, and he like dedicated like his whole life to that thing or something, yeah. right? It was like some crazy amount of twenty years, years oh, of research. That's but it's wild. because he had to find like people deep, like the uh, the guy that was his uh, parole officer, mm-hmm. right? Like they, it took forever, but he was like, yeah, I ended up like slipping people LSD, like <laughs> just randomly came out and then try to have it retracted and not like put out there and mm-hmm. it gave a legal case. Yeah. Pulling on that thread. But then he, he just started getting older and he was like, ah, I should probably tell people. <laughs> yeah. That's just so weird. It's not weird. It's just like hard. It It's hard for you to imagine that the people that protect went, you do he this. He went to jail like double digits amount of times and he, they wouldn't keep him. They would just let him go. Mm. They would just keep letting him back out in the world. Wouldn't even go on his record really. Mm-hmm. Just put him back out there. Yeah, I mean, and then like, the, the, the um, asylum, mm-hmm. like, you know, back in the insane asylum where mm-hmm. people would go to back in the day, they would, like, release people to, like, go be friends with him. And then, like, what? he would take them on into his group, and then they would live with them. It was what called, the, like, he had, like, a ranch where everyone lived on. Where yeah. the fuck did the ranch money come from? Exactly. Right. And, like, the, the once this book came out, like a month later, that ward shut down because they got caught. Like they were, the people running it were releasing like certain people to their group. Well, that's, a, I mean, a slight segue. I mean, that's a thing that if the war on drugs does continue to fail, that we're, if we just took that money and invested it into the mental health mm-hmm. of America, I think you would see a drastic drop in homelessness and like all the side effects. I mean, there are, plenty of clinically insane people mm-hmm. roaming around. And those are the people that are making very, very poor decisions because they put themselves in a position where they love this substance, this the feeling that they get from the substance so much that they're willing to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And they just, they don't have the mental capacity. Like we all have low points in life, mm-hmm. you know, and some, some people just happen to find themselves in circles where those people don't care about themselves. And it's just this self-sustaining cycle of a downward corkscrew. Yeah, when you lose control of caring about your own self, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when it's going to go start going downhill real bad for them. And and so that's what I was saying. It's trippy to wrap your head around like the government is supposed to be on your side, right? But they're also running like these what are they, covert operations. Who knows if they're doing it 
still now today. They gotta be. Oh, for sure. They gotta be doing something like out there. Some weird ass shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, information's more readily available now than ever before, but mm-hmm. it at certain points in history, like uh, they said, unfortunately, we learned so much through the Nazis and their experience experiments. They were do- giving it to the uh, soldiers that they captured, right? I think they would give it to them to, so they could release information. Mm-hmm. And they just said people would just get super loopy. Yeah, they just get <laughs> yeah. really fucked up. Yeah. Like, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> just having a real... Am I captured? Or is I can't this- imagine that's a fun trip, though. You're in a room that you don't want to be in, being fed drugs. Yeah. That'd be a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that's going smooth. That's probably... They probably weren't able to get much information because people... You're scared already. You come... You're forgetting everything probably up to that point. And you've never had that experience before. Before. So you're you're completely disassociated. The hell is going on here? That would be... Did you ever see the Vice thing about the guy that lived in the nuclear silo making all that LSD? No. Oh my God. So good. That's probably one of my favorite documentaries of all time. It takes a really weird turn. The guy was making, like manufacturing hundreds of millions of doses of LSD out of this nuclear silo. Whoa. And I I think it's called... um, the LSD palace or the queen of LSD, something like that. Cause this girl is telling it from her perspective, super hot girl that got roped into the situation. Mm. So she's like a lover of the guy, the, the kingpin dude, whatever. And she's like, everything's like going so great. Right. Like they're, they're literally living in a nuclear silo and have like, you know, there's naked models everywhere. And like, they would import like crazy ass shit to put like inside the silo. So like, marble statues and i mean just like infinite amount of money and the guy wrote a book and um in his mind he was doing like god's work right i mean that's mm-hmm. how a lot of them especially with lsd that's how a lot of them uh, validate mm-hmm. what they're doing is because they're like no and um so someone asked him a question about money and he was like at that point how much money were you making he was like we literally couldn't track it i mean it was like millions and millions and millions of dollars just flowing in and so they're wow. like, what did you think about that? And he's like, at a certain point, you got to realize, like, we were sniffing the fumes of the gods. Everything, like, when earlier we are talking about the one resource that's going to make everything infinitely easier. I mean, imagine, mm. like, you're high as dick all the time d- yeah. thinking you're doing God's work, and you, you basically have access <laughs> to an unlimited, you're living in a fucking nuclear silo. So it's all enclosed while everything's being made in there. Yeah, dude. Um <laughs> And they're just fucking raging all the time. So it takes a really weird turn. Okay. The chick falls in love with another guy. And he's like in her ear, like, you don't, starts pointing out things that are kind of odd. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's not paying attention to, like maybe people disappearing, you know, and she starts to question. She's like, all right, this isn't right. Like, I really need to stop this. Like things start to take that, like, <laughs> the documentary does such a beautiful job. It's like a trip itself, right? It's like going great. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, you're peeking through the documentary, and here comes the come down, baby. pizza immediately. <laughs> so she goes to the police department and tries to, like, confess. The guy was paying off the police department. So they just tell him everything that she told them. They capture her lover and keep him in a hotel, and they were, like, torturing him. For weeks and weeks until he died, like injecting him, just keeping him high on 
thousands of micrograms of LSD at a time, like injecting it into his dick. I mean, like oh really gnarly God. stuff. I almost didn't say that, but it, it gets gnarly, right? And you're like, Jesus, fuck. So he's like chained up in this hotel and they're like torturing him, trying to figure out like what else he knew. And for, at a certain point, they realize, okay, we got all the information. And then they just keep, keep fucking torturing him. Wow. And there's nothing she could do about it. She's there, you know, she's a hostage as well. Now she's fearing for her life because knowing what's all going on. No, I'm pretty sure she was like in a pretty fucked up situation herself because she was the one that ratted, right? So, mm-hmm. but it is uh, such a fucking wild documentary. Such a wild documentary, dude. Highly recommend it. Um, Vice used to put out some really, really good stuff and I don't, I don't really I don't like, know what happened to them. Yeah, I think they just got a little, little too corporate maybe. A little uh, too mainstream. I hate to even say that, but... Wasn't the guy that started Vice one of the leaders of the Proud Boys? No. I what? thought I saw no. something like that. Yeah. No. Not even a little bit. Hmm. There, there was uh, oh, that. two guys that, that started it. Um, They're Canadian. They have a documentary about how they got started, too. Um, but, like, Hamilton's Pharmacopia came from that. The whole Vice bit. Love that. That's a great show. Yeah. That's a great show. I followed that for a good bit. I think it's uh, had like three or four seasons now. I think he was, dude. No way. Mm-hmm. He co-founded Vice in 1994. Right. Is a Canadian writer and political commenter who is known for promoting violence against political opponents. He co-founded Vice in 1994 and permanently relocated to the United States in 2001. In more recent news, he has drawn attention for his far-right political activism and his role as the founder of the Proud Boys. Fucking learn something every day, don't you? <laughs> what the fuck? That guy went full American. <laughs> is full American being a racist bigot? I guess you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. I wow, lost a lot of cool points in my book. Yeah, why would you go from Canadian starting this like cool Proud Boys journalism to then go into Proud Boys? That's just such a, for lack of a better term, gay name. I mean, that's what the gays did. They're like, all right, you want to be Proud Boys? No, we're the Proud Boys. Did you hear about that movement? Yeah, it was. They just start like hacking. They got it their, trending, and yeah. yeah, they're like, "No, we're the Proud Boys." I'm like, yeah, you are the Proud Boys. <laughs> what a great like! <laughs> what a great way to troll into them. <laughs> yeah, or some dude on TikTok like was trying to get someone to put their mask on in the supermarket. This guy was being a fucking asshole, and he like saw a situation, so like he later approached the guy, and he was like, "Oh, so like, are are you open later tonight?" I was like. <laughs> What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, in my, in my community, like, if you're not wearing a mask, like, that means, like, <laughs> you're down to suck dick. And so I was just seeing what you're doing later. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. And he puts his mask on. <laughs> That's a smart way to get him real quick to do that. It's a backdoor way. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-tsh. sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure out the layout of these buttons. You know, label the labels. So yeah, octopuses are taking over the world. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Slowly, but they're. I wonder, like, why, how they're even able to skin their, change their skin color, like, to be able to do that for whatever their surrounding is. 
there's a, there's a couple animals that can do that, right? Chameleon. Well, I, I was thinking of um, just the underwater guys, uh, squids. Mm-hmm. Squids can do it, right? There's another one that, that has like the the shell, like, maybe a nautilus. No. Where did we split off to not get that? You know, like at some point. Mm, good question. What like, the fuck? What 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 loser? I'm gonna look like that bitch from X Men. Went away and was like, I don't need that. She's not a bitch. She's probably a very nice woman. <laughs> She's a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was killing people. What a bitch. I never saw X Men yet, so I don't know any of them. No, not yet. I really? Watched, yeah. I haven't watched any of them yet. What? That's like Harry Potter level stuff, dude. You got to watch those. I didn't watch Harry Potter until like way after a lot of them came out too. I don't know. I got what a lot What do of... you do in your spare time? Work. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know it if you listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, this is my, this is the split knot. Right. right yeah, this is where, uh, <laughs> like a slight little detour. You're right. Uh, I do need to watch some X-Men though. It's so good. I need to watch them, X Men. It was so good. I mean, I watched it uh, all the way in, even into the one where they did just the focus on Wolverine and his story. And who was the guy that that created Marvel? Um, that old guy. He just recently passed, but man, that guy came out with some insane comics. Mm-hmm. You know what? A, what a mind. And that's something I really, really fucking respect is that like going for that creative idea you have and like seeing it to fruition all the way to huge blockbuster movies. Yeah. I mean, it, it really takes a lot of gusto to be able to see through like a very creative idea and, um, and make it into a massive success like that. Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean, even if it's not comic books, I mean like being a rapper, Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you want to be a rapper? Sure. Everyone's, everyone says that, too. But, like, Logic's interview wanna, with Vlad. You want to start a podcast? I got oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to start a podcast? <laughs> How many times have we fucking hear that? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. We'll listen. We'll listen. <laughs> oh, sure. Halfway through. Cut out. No, nah, man. Wah, wah. Um, well, I mean, I guess all it takes is uh, just fucking your way up to success, huh? That's what it takes. Or divorce the richest guy in the world, you know? Does that is it like mandatory tits? <laughs> he so she divorced him right before his wealth Eva took off tremendously further. But at a certain point, she was just like, "I guess I'll be okay with eighty billion dollars." Yeah, richest woman in the world. There's some chicks that are biting off a couple mil, and they think they got it made. You think there's women out there hating that? That she is the richest based off of a divorce? For sure. I have a bit of resentment sitting here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Can't vouch. (laughs) Like, is that all it took? Pretty frustrating. (laughs) No, there was a... Was it? uh, No, it was Elon's ex-wife that was uh, commenting on someone that that wanted to be a billionaire. And she was like, you just, you can't do that like becoming a billionaire is she's like there is a healthy amount of luck also involved Mm. she's like being very wealthy you know amassing like a hundred million dollars she's like no that can be done like through developing yourself all that stuff but she's like to become a billionaire i guess just through her experiences with seeing like elon and and the other billionaires that he would associate with Mm. she's like yeah i mean it's just like that's not hard work will only take you so far it, I mean, at a certain point, like, there are other things that have to happen. Like, 
uh, like enough to get your product chosen that finally it takes off or like, like Mark Cuban, you know, he, he says mm-hmm. that a lot. He was like, no, I'm like one of the luckiest men alive because yeah, I mean, my ideas just happen to strike gold when they struck gold. Mm-hmm. He's like, they would have done really, really well outside of that. But like, like his streaming service mm-hmm. taken off, um, that was the advent of the internet. And when he retired, basically after making his first fortune, 60, a hundred million dollars, something like that. He's like, he retired at 36 and he's like, okay, a couple of years of just sticking around. He's like, no, I want to try something else out. So he got into stock trading and they realized like, well, I can really automate this and I can predict this. So mm-hmm. he developed software for that and sold that. And then that's what created like this whole boom in stock trading electronically mm-hmm. was from a lot of the software that he developed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Wow the two advents of those things alone right there. Right. And I think he has one other thing, but he's like, yeah, I just happened to have the right ideas and the skill set and the mindset and the timing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the timing of those things and Jeff Bezos, right? Like I'm sure like momentum creates momentum, but at the end of the day, they're Amazon internet, you know, delivery. I wonder how many people had the same idea as him though. And were trying to do the same thing. And it was just his that took off. There's a lot of risk involved with that too, right? I mean, <clears throat> like the, the deals that it takes to, I mean, you're thinking about worldwide infrastructure in order to be able to, to accomplish two-day shipping and the amount of like fucking shit you just got to work through mm-hmm. to accomplish that. I, I looked into doing an FBA uh, fulfillment by Amazon business. And uh, if you want to do two-day shipping, like there's there's a lot of things that you have to go through to be approved. For that, mm-hmm. to have your product, because they're going to strategically place your product in warehouses around America based on the demand. And if it's a new product, they're going to forecast that demand so they can try and put it in the right spot for you, mm-hmm. for them as well. Think about the logistics that have to be figured out for that to happen. Yeah, they have, they just have a whole data. Like they created that. Yeah. Like that did not exist before. That was just something that, like, so the problem was, like, Consumers didn't know that they wanted faster shipping. And then once it was there, like he created a problem. It's wild that it it wasn't like FedEx or UPS that figured that out. It was the guy selling books online. And imagine the the deal, the brokership that has to happen between Amazon and UPS. Yeah, because basically... Because it's not FedEx delivering your shit. Yeah. See That's I mean? true. Yeah, it is UPS or their own boxes or their own trucks that are going yeah. out there delivering it. Yeah. So you like, and when I go to return stuff back at UPS, I mean, like fucking more than half the box. I asked, I asked the lady one day. I was like, "How many are like regular shipments and how many are Amazon things?" And she's like, "Most of it's Amazon. Like seventy percent of what they were doing was just Amazon shit." Oh my god! So having that deal in place. The sheer amount of cardboard that Amazon goes through is staggering. Yeah. You know? Um, Also coupled with, like, I saw that now they're doing, you don't have to have the box to return it. So you just bring your item back, and they just have these giant clear bags at UPS that you put your item inside. So they, like, wrap it for you. They put it in, like, a smaller plastic bag Mm -hmm. and put it inside this giant plastic bag because that is somehow going to be more efficient. (laughs) That sounds like Joe Packing. (laughs) For a trip. Sorry, Joe. Bag inside of a bag. <laughs> Carrying a bag. Carry the bag. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I don't know. That That's the interesting thing. I mean, that's 
so when I was working on the group uh, before you got here, that was one of the things that I want to like kind of push with the community that we want to build here is like, how cool would it be if you're able to be very financially successful mm-hmm. and obtain maybe not unlimited resources, but in your mind, like whatever unlimited is to some, like whatever is going to make you happy, mm-hmm. but can also do the fun shit. Like I, I would not trade places with uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or maybe Mark Cuban, probably Mark Cuban, but yeah, because they have they they have the mindset of like they don't do anything else but work. Never enough. Yeah, like Never they, enough. that's what they love doing is just yeah. working. Like, like they could they could easily be like retiring, gonna go sit on an island for the rest of my life doing nothing else. Yeah, but. He just go, 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 go. I want more. I want more. I want to be the top. And it was a, a guy that I really admire and look up to, uh, Jeff Hoffman, mm-hmm. the creator of uh, Priceline. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He got to a billion dollars, and he was like, I'm just going to take a year off. And uh, what? I, have I told you this story? I don't know, but say it again. Yeah, it's Let good content either way. So it was really inspiring. This guy just took a year off, and he was like, I'm just going to start saying yes. Because he, he was such a no man to protect his time up until mm-hmm. that point. And he just realized, he was like, here I have all this business knowledge. And people are constantly reaching out to me for advice and, and, and whatnot. And he's like, I'm just going to start saying yes. Opens up his email. And there was this uh, kid that wrote him from Africa. And was like, hey, Jeff, I know you're probably never going to read this. And he pauses and he's like, normally he'd be right. I never would have fucking read this. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy was seeking out advice on like a... Uh, a class project. He flies to Africa and helps this kid with the class project. Wow. The kid ends up winning um, like free tuition to a university. And so the guy uh, continues to like mentor him and he built uh, a company in Africa that employed like now employs like 1100 people in like a very remote part of Africa. And so that's what he does with his time. The way he was at that mastermind was because, um, the, the, the leader of the mastermind just reached out. He's like, hey, will you come speak at our mastermind? <laughs> he said <That's> yes. <laughs> I was like, how fucking cool is that story? And the guy had like so many nuggets. Like, like Jeff, can I have a million dollars? Before I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. No reason. I just want it. <laughs> yeah, I was fangirling pretty hard. <laughs> but before he created Priceline, because he, he was a big fan of, he's like, align what you're interested in with, problems that need to be solved and he was like his first like really big hit of an invention of solving a problem was that he loved to travel and he'd get to the airport and he fucking hated waiting in those lines Mm -hmm. so you know what he created what the fucking kiosk the self-check-in kiosk oh in front of each like flight thing yeah so if you didn't have to check a bag you didn't have to go wait in line you could just go to the self check. Like, he's like, dude, he's like, create something. If something's so good, people will bang down your door to buy it. To get it, yeah. And he was like, I couldn't keep up with the demand. Airports around the world were blowing our company up to get these products. That's awesome. Can, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing over here, you know? Trying to make like songs that. about mayonnaise, that's what. <laughs> Give the people what, they, the want. People what they want. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd take off. It's got potential. 
Well, I always said the, uh, I'm surprised no one's ever used the AOL. Like, you've got mail. For what? A song? A song, yeah. Mm. I was thinking about the other day of uh, another, oh God, this is going to, sometimes you have a thought and you're like, that's a really dumb idea. And like, just even wanting to say it out loud, I know it's going to sound kind of stupid. Usually are. But here's the idea. Here we uh, go, folks. You know what? I, I don't think it, it's going to be that good, though. If a song, so if someone calls in, right? Like if, if you open up, because I'm, I'm trying to think of songs I could use for my DJ set. Mm-hmm. And like I need a really nice, strong opener. When you answer the phone, what do you say? What's up, bitch? You do typically say that, don't you? To you. <laughs> <laughs> you ever say yellow? Yellow? Yellow. You ever say that? Am I from the Midwest? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you? I say yellow a lot. Yellow. So Joe's got in the habit of saying blue green. <laughs> blue green. <laughs> so that's, that's how I want to open the song. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Yellow. Blue. Green. Green. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> and have some fucking reading rainbow or some shit. <laughs> We used to have a voicemail set up to where it said uh, I would ignore the call and it would be like, hey, hold on, let me get something out of the microwave. And like, have some fun, like, it just sit there, that would go beep to the voicemail. And sometimes people would be like, what the fuck? Do you remember the <laughs> ones? Or you could hear just sitting there. It, that used to record, and you could be like, hello, and it would record what people were saying. <laughs> my know. buddy had that and man it got me every fucking time like every because he answered the phone the same way the voicemail was set up you did not know well bring that back bring it back because like you got to get through the voicemail now before it to record but back in the day on like the nokia's mm-hmm. you could have it like record the reaction kind of thing that was like a feature you could pay for a couple extra bucks <laughs> or some shit and set that up i think they actually used to have that <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, you got any uh, parting words of wisdom here? Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's uh, get this one out fresh and hot. Get your Thanksgiving on. Eat the chick, the turkey, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the what? Eat that turkey. Turducken. Turducken. I want to make... Uh, green beans, lamb, tomato. <laughs> that should be our outro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man if, if someone makes uh a turkraken let us know a turkraken yeah you put an octopus inside of a turkey that's how we get them <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers that's how we take them down Oh, folks. All right. We love you guys. Uh, if you do like this, and you know what? Um, like, follow. <laughs> smash that like, follow button. <laughs> Share it with someone you love, care about, even the people you don't. Um, but we have had an absolute blast doing this. And I, I feel like we say that every week, but it gets funner and funner. It really does get more every enjoyable. Time we do this. And now we have a feature where we can actually do the call ins. That'll so, be interesting. Yeah. So we can get uh, call ins. But, um, we got some fun guests lined up. There's some people I want to talk to you about uh, off the air, but I'm looking forward. All right, guys. Well, y'all have an amazing week and we will see you uh, 
I don't know. Sometime soon. Next week, I suppose. Next week. I mean, Happy Thanksgiving. Out every week. So you know, yeah, we're doing yeah. pretty good on it. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. All right, boys. Let's remember our training. <laughs> Come along with me, see how the story